0: Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool, too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to Episode 12 of The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and we're excited that you're joining us. This week, we've been reading through the books of... Joshua and Judges, we finished up the the second half of Joshua and we've seen the people of Israel move into the land and we see the challenge from from Joshua uh, to the people saying, hey, you guys got to choose. You can walk with the Lord or you can choose not to, but just know that there are blessings that come with walking with him and there are consequences that come when you don't. And then we move into the book of Judges And we see those consequences play out time and time again, and we see this cycle of the the people's unfaithfulness and just the, the havoc that that unfaithfulness wreaks. Brooke, Jim, we're so glad you guys are here. Welcome to The Word This Week.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah. Excited
0: to be here. Awesome. Uh, Brooke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Brooke?
1: Hey, guys. Us? Yeah, I'm Brooke. I'm the executive assistant at The River. Uh, my husband, Daniel, and I have been going for about two years now and really loving it. Uh, I get to do a little bit of everything. And we are expecting our first little one, so our Ooh. family will grow by one this year. So that's exciting.
2: That's so cool. Awesome, and my name is Jim Fox. I'm the student pastor at the River. We, my wife is Amy. We have four kids. We've been at the River for almost eight years, and so grateful for our time there so far.
0: Yeah, well, thank you guys both for taking the time to to talk uh, with us. And we've been reading through the Bible together. And one of the things that we wanted from from this uh, podcast was to just be able to get different perspectives, different takes on on what we're reading. And so we're grateful that you guys are here. But I want to throw uh, throw a question out uh, to you as we get started. How do you think your just natural wirings or personality, how does that affect the way that you process and, and read the Bible?
1: Well, I can speak to this because I've been thinking about that this week, actually. It seems like the way I process information while I'm reading is that I have to understand the overall story before I can really understand some of the details. And Mm. so, you know, as we're reading, I've read these things multiple times, but every single time I pick it back up, I have a better understanding of how the characters um, are the same characters from stories that we've already read, like Genesis, Exodus. It's we're seeing these things continue to come to fruition. And it helps me every time I read it to go a little deeper because I know who the big characters are, and then I can start to see some of these smaller details. And I feel like the Lord speaks to me in some of the smaller details that I mm. read. So it's been really refreshing to go even deeper this week as I prepared for this podcast. Yeah,
0: That's cool. So so even in just everyday life, you kind of have to, I've got to have a picture. I've got to have the big picture oh, yeah. before then I dig into the details, but, yes. but I don't mind getting into the details.
1: And I think that's a little no. bit of control. Uh, I like <laughs> control. And so to know the... The big picture and the final outcome helps me to, to really dig into those details, which I love. I think I'm very detail-oriented, and that helps me in the executive assistant position at the Rivers because I get to do a wide variety of things, and a lot of that is organization. So my personality comes out strong. Type one, I guess. That's what yeah. they
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Jim, how about you? How does, how does your personality or just the way that you live your life... How does it affect then the way that you read and approach or understand the Bible?
2: You know, I think it just for me, it seems to be really important for it to be practical. So Mm -hmm. I, I love the Old Testament and looking at these character studies as I look at individual kings or leaders or judges and seeing these people who did great things for God. And we get to see over and over again their successes where they really trusted God and leaned into him and walked with him. And then we see some of these things over and over again where they had shortcomings and and so I feel like that helps me a lot to see where they failed and to remind me to check myself in those same areas to to be the real deal to walk with God and to finish strong Jim and
0: I we get to work uh, together a lot and uh, as he was saying you know I just I like the practical part of it you know you would much rather let uh, sit in a meeting and talk about how or Or why we're doing things, you'd much rather like. Okay, let's just go do it. (laughs) (laughs) That that might be true, (laughs) but 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 I I think there's there's so much value in that because I think sometimes we can get uh, perhaps as we approach scripture, we can get a little too heady. Sometimes we can get a little too like backed up from it, rather than man, just there's so much practical here, and let's apply it to our lives. That's I really good. appreciate it. That's cool. Thanks. Um, so as we're reading through the Bible and through this week, we've uh, kind of finished up the last part of the book of Joshua, and we see his final address, and then we're getting into the book of Judges, which is quite interesting to say the least, right? For you guys, what are some of the things that have really just jumped off the page to you?
2: Well, I just, one of the main things from, from this from this reading this week has, has been uh, just the fact that uh, my word that you mentioned, you know, uh, is really unfaithfulness on our parts so often as uh, we're seeing in this scripture passage, man, God is just faithful. Mm-hmm. He reminds them that he fulfills his promises, that he's conquered their enemies, that everything that God had spoke had come true. And then you just see over and over again Israel's just unfaithfulness. They they miss out on that relationship that they're supposed to rest and live in, and they chase other things and and turn away. And
0: uh, so, Jim, where have you seen that kind of play out in in the passages that we read this week?
2: You know, as as Joshua comes down to his to his final exhortation to the people, he is about to. To die, and he is reminding them of all the ways God's been faithful to them, and and then he calls them to this commitment, you know, to choose who you're going to serve, and they say, "Yes, I'm all in, I'm going for it," and then it's just not too much longer before we see this same uh, downward spiral, this cycle uh, happening again.
0: Yeah, I love that scene, and we we talked before we before we started recording uh, this morning, we we actually talked about that scene a little bit, and. Kind of my take on that was, you know, Joshua said, like you said, he said, be be very careful how you walk through this. Make sure you don't forget the Lord. Cling to him. Cling tightly to him. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't know what you're going to do, but as for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And, and the people, it's kind of like, they're like, yeah, we will too. <laughs> and Joshua comes back, no, no, you probably won't. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> you know?
1: They say we would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods, and I just, I kind of chuckled when I read that, because we've seen, and us too today, we know how we are as people, Mm, so that was funny to me.
2: Yeah, what was your word to describe us?
1: Fickle. I I think we're such fickle human beings, both then and now. I mean, just like you said, Jim, everything I read this week just made me see, you know, if we don't wake up in the morning and choose the Lord, we're going to forget, and we're going to be in a situation where it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit difficult to walk through. And we need to remember all that the Lord has done to help us walk through that situation. I've been there myself this week, personally, just some challenges have come up and it's so easy to say, okay, how can I con- control this? And what can I do about this situation? But the Lord is like, hey, I'm here for you. And mm-hmm. Joshua reminding the people, he has fulfilled everything he said he was gonna do. He That's has right. every single promise he made has come true. And that is so nice to rest in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, For sure. Just before this scene, we read the story of how they had kind of conquered, moved into a lot of the land, and then the, the two and a half tribes that were back on the other side of the Jordan, they come back over and they build this altar. Jim, as we were talking, you were talking about something that stuck out to you in that story.
2: Remember what that yeah. was? Yeah. Like? You know, I think it was just so important that they communicated i just thought it was a beautiful picture of how we can resolve conflict and it was just amazing how the tribe that was on the one side of the river was willing to just listen and and kind of take it as there was a a massive accusation uh thrown in their direction and and they were assuming the worst about them thought that they were uh, turning their backs on god and and not following him and building this altar and they were really doubting their motives and it was just such an you know so, so much accusation being thrown their direction and they just took it quite graciously honestly mm-hmm. before they gave their answer
0: so how do you translate that into <laughs> into our lives how 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 should, is is that a picture for how we approach conflict
2: you know I, I think they they communicated right they they talked it through and it seemed like they were pretty level-headed and, and able to rest in the truth that they knew. And so they were able to let those folks process their emotions, their feelings. And I just think something for me that I want to always remember is just to try to assume the best about people. Because so often we have all these scenarios going through our head and we have these worst case scenarios and and I just want to assume the best and mm-hmm. find out what's actually true.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to assume the best. Yeah. I think it's easy sometimes to lose sight of that.
1: For sure.
2: But, uh, yeah, they said that the thing that they were setting up was a memorial, that it was a reminder of the relationship both of us have with the Lord. Mm. And and that's a fact, really, especially when we're talking to other believers, right? We need to remember yeah. from, from that perspective that we're that we're family and that we need to care about each other and, and hear each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Uh, Brooke, for you, what's, what's something that's jumped off the page this week?
1: Yeah, so I, I agree with Jim on a lot of um, what he took from it. But in another way, I remember as a kid, my granny would always tell me about the epics in the Bible and how it was such a cool story to read. And I see that adventure now, every single time I read it, there's just more and more that comes out. And in this week's reading, there was a whole lot of killing and some pretty gruesome stories happened. But beyond that, you've got three pretty important women making some big moves in this story from Deborah, who is I think the only female judge in the Bible. And she's one of, I was reading, she's only one of two people who is a judge and a prophet. Mm, And she makes some pretty big decisions and prophesies what's going to happen. And she says that the victory that they'll obtain will be at the hand of a woman. And then you've got that woman, Jael, coming in and ramming a spike in somebody's head. And then towards (laughs) the end of it, there's another woman who rolls a stone off of a building, and though the man says he tells a guy to stab him with a sword so he doesn't get killed by a woman, it's still probably the woman you know that he would have died anyway. So there's quite a bit of um killing, and I was also reading about how the Girl cities yeah, <laughs> the cities that were not there to give aid as I think it was Gideon requested. Well, he comes back and kills all the men in those cities, and it, it's just it's a lot to take in. Oh, and then that reminds me of um, Ehud killing Eglon, I think is how you say those. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever read that story in Judges, and I thought, oh my gosh. And when Daniel got home that day, I was telling him, have you ever read this story? If you don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about, please go back and read that story, because it's a, it's a gruesome one. So. And and then too to see that play out in the way that they're preparing for battle at one point and they come with I think it's like thirty two thousand soldiers and, and the Lord tells them that's too many and then they drop down to twenty two thousand and that they end up with three hundred soldiers mm-hmm. and they they say that he prepares them all by blowing into a ram's horn and like that just as a man it should I think about my husband and how excited he would be to go into battle for the Lord and knowing that the Lord is on his side and he's called 300 men to go and fight this battle for him. Like what an epic story that this is.
2: Yeah, no doubt. There's so many really neat ways that God comes through in some of those battles. I mean, literally causing the sun to stand still. Mm -hmm. I mean, what an incredible answer to prayer for Joshua. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. As we look at the book
2: of Judges and you
0: mentioned some of those some of those stories are like oh my gosh yeah. this is so uh, <laughs> so either brutal or outlandish or you know there there's some interesting things yeah. in there but judges really i believe one of the purposes behind it, and for the reason, I think when we read scripture, we ought to ask the question: Okay, why is this in here? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why did God decide in this whole canon of of the scripture? Why are these things in here? Because in some respects, it, it feels like a lot of hopelessness, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of darkness. Uh, but I think it's there to really show the story of Israel and the Israel or the story of. Jim, what was the word you used? Unfaithful, right? And their unfaithfulness. And what we see playing out in Judges is this pattern that repeats itself over and over and over and over again. Yeah. The people, maybe they had been walking with the Lord, like the end of Joshua. Hey, choose today whom we'll serve. We're going to serve the Lord. No, you won't. Yeah, we will. Yeah. And they, they start walking in that. Yeah. It's in no time, they're turning their backs. On the goodness of the Lord, truly. God had character. a plan for him. Yeah,
1: It's all our disobedience.
0: Yeah. And so they, they sin, they rebel, they walk away from the Lord. They, they serve other gods. They see the consequences of that. And then there's generally oppression by some one of these other nations where they've truly just allowed themselves to be given over to other gods and to other people's. They cry out to God. God sends some form of judge. And we hear the word judges. Let's make sure we don't get caught up on that. We hear judge. We think someone's sitting in a courtroom. Sure. And these these folks, whether it's Deborah or Gideon or uh, Japheth, we'll read about next week. Uh, they were more like tribal leaders uh, than they were like judges. But then God sends one of these guys and they do they deliver the people. Then the people are repenting, they walk with God, there's relative peace, you know, after each one this says, and there was peace for 20 years, or there was peace for 40 years or for 80 years. And then, sadly, the cycle just repeats itself over and over again.
1: You know, that same thing reminds me of in Exodus, when they come out of Egypt, and they, they've seen all that the Lord has done, you've seen all the plagues, and then they're like, Oh, we're going to die out here from starvation. And then the Lord brings them manna. And then they say, Oh, we're going to die out here from dehydration. And then the Lord brings them water. And He always brings exactly what they need. But then it's like just a, it seems like just a short time later, they're back to saying, You brought us out of Egypt for us to die. But the Lord is always there for them. Mm -hmm. And He's, we just forget we're fickle human beings
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah we just forget to call out yeah you know i was uh, studying this passage a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and i had had a major injury to my leg i had broken my femur and i had uh, a a screw that was in my femur that needed to be removed and and i was studying judges one morning and reading about how uh, you know the israelites uh, they disobeyed god and they found themselves in captivity and it was eight years before they th- thought to actually call out to god for help and then god's faithful he raises up a deliverer and then they have 40 years of peace and then unfortunately they make those same mistakes are unfaithful again they have 18 years of captivity and and then they finally call out to god for a deliverer and and he raises up a deliverer and they have 80 years of peace and and I was that morning on a Sunday morning having my quiet time, and I got up to go get my cereal bowl. And I said, Lord, don't let me wait eight minutes or eight seconds. If there's something I need to talk to you about, let me bring that to you. Let me cry out to you for help. And, and it was like God in my heart just said, what about your leg? What about that situation? And so I said, yes, Lord, I had a plan to have this operation done, uh, to have this uh, screw removed from my leg in Cookville, because I didn't know who else could do it in a two week period that I needed it to happen before our insurance ran out. And I said, Lord, that's my plan. If you have something else you want to happen, just don't let me miss it. And an hour later, I never checked messages on Instagram, but a lady that had befriended me through my injury two years earlier, one of my my nurses, I'm sorry, it was actually six months earlier, uh, she reached out to me to ask me about places to take her kids to waterfalls near Nashville. I tell her some of those places. Uh, I offer to take her and her family on an adventure up in Cookville area. And then I just was making conversation and said, you know, I'm, I'm having one of my screws removed uh, in Cookville in a couple of weeks. I, I wish uh, Dr. Obrenski, who had done the original surgery, could do the, could do it, but it'll probably be fine. And this woman who I'd never spoken to before, who had reached out to me says, oh, I'm Dr. Obrimski's nurse practitioner and we'll get you in this week. <laughs> so that was on a Sunday and my screw was out of my leg on Thursday by the person I wanted to do it, who I was too scared to ask. Mm. And that's, that's the good. amazing faithfulness of God.
0: It's just so cool to see how, how God does move in our lives when we, when we give Him that, the time and the space to do it, right? Chill there was something as you were telling that story that, that jumped out to me. Uh, you, you said it was Sunday morning and I was doing my quiet time and eating my cereal. And I just love that on Sunday morning you were still spending time with the Lord. He didn't say, well, I'm going to church today. So that'll that'll check my God box, right? I just love that. Thanks for sharing that.
2: Oh, thanks man. Uh, it's not just a Sunday, Wednesday thing, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and to just open ourselves up to, to God's word and to his voice. And, and I think as, as we look back and one of the phrases I've used a, a few times uh, over the, the life of this podcast is, and as we've been reading through scripture together, I'm so quick to, to look at the Israelites and say, what, what were you guys doing? Mm-hmm. But time and time again, I just see that, man, their story is our story. Mm-hmm. The part we mentioned where the, the tribes were mistrusting each other. Like what? What are you guys doing? You just fought together, but you, but and now, and now you're already mistrusting each other. But that's that's what we do, right? Or repeat cycles in our lives. So (laughs) there's this there's this sin, and then there's this deliverance, and there's peace, and then there's sin, and then there's deliverance, and there's peace.
2: I love a quote from Rich Mullins. He says in one of his songs, he says, "With these our hells and our heavens so few inches apart, we must be awfully small and not as strong as we think we are. Mm -hmm. And we're just in need of Him every day, every moment. You know, to be mindful of His presence in our life, the love, the you know the the power that's available, the joy that's there when we're walking in unity with fellow brothers and sisters and serving together and 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 being obedient to what He calls us to do, the way He wants us to love in our community and uh, in our homes and and just the power that can be shown that we've seen over and over in this passage as God comes through for them yeah. when they're obedient and do what He asks them to do. And that's the kind of power his spirit is still moving and uh, in our world today. And, and I wanna see more of that. I wanna see those epic moments mm-hmm. where we see God providing and, and changing lives and turning families around and and turning individual hearts around in situations and setting people free from addictions, from doubts, from fears, uh, from anxieties and, and living in this joy, this trust, this relationship with the God of the universe who truly is in control, and we can rest in that reality that his character is good, that, that we can trust him.
1: I feel like he's shown me both from the scriptures that I've read, but then also just some of the things that have come up with insurance and childcare, and, and you know you can make plans all day long, <laughs> but ultimately you're not in control. I, I think he's showing me that I just need to be still, mm. remember what he's done, before I set my feet on the ground every day, say, Lord, I can't do this without you. Mm. See what he has for you that day. And just honestly, just do the next right thing. Do If you can't That's see good. what the end is supposed to look like, just do what you know you can do next for him. And he fights your battles for you. Yeah. You have to step out in faith, but He he'll, he'll fight your battles. And so just remembering and not getting myself in that cycle, like it's so easy to do in what we see here in Joshua and judges. it's it's easy to find ourselves doubting or falling away. And I want to wake up and remember all that he's done and the power that I have. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Mm. And we can walk in that. And I think I forget that, like you were saying, Jim, that power is is there at my hands every day if I choose. To accept it and know that it's there. Um, so why would I get myself psyched out or stressed out because things are falling a little differently than what I would have hoped, you know, because He's in control. Sure.
2: And He knows what's best for us, right? And, and that's the joy. You know, even when things seem to be frustrating or we don't understand why things are happening, I can at some point eventually step back and see, hold on a second, God's working through this. And the reality is, you know, I am absolutely at His mercy. He is the God that provides, that loves me and has my back, mm-hmm. whether whether I realize it or not, whether I want to meet my own needs, my own way. He's going to show me how much better and how much greater He can provide and 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 have my back than I think I can.
0: That's so good. Guys, thanks for sharing not only just the insight that that you've had as a reading, but also just those personal stories and, and how... Uh, how you're seeing the Lord move in your life. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Man, it's been fun. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at twtw at therivercc.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at therivercc.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.